0: Hello there. Welcome to another Line Up Online Bible discussion. Uh, we're continuing our series on Foundation Truths from Genesis. Today we're looking at the temptation of Eve and the Rebellion of Mankind. Theologians call this the fall of man. Uh, we're joined again by David Williamson from Belfast, and we're going to try to delve deeply into the scriptures to find out more about God, about uh, ourselves, about the world around us. Uh, I'm your host, Andrew. Uh, please pull up a comfy chair. Uh, get yourself a mug of tea and coffee, or whatever you like, and listen in to the discussion. Thank you. Hi there, David. Good to see you again. Um, Good to be with you, bro. So we're we're looking at Genesis three, the first little section today. Um, and we'll we're going to look at the fall uh, of man and all that came in with that fall. Uh, eventually and that might be another podcast all in itself but we're going to look at the first little bit and we trust it'll be a blessing to everybody that listens in. Um, So we're going to read first of all Genesis 3 verse 1 to 8 um, and then we'll uh, get to the passage and see what we can learn. Genesis 3 verse 1. Now the serpent was more cunning You shall not surely die, for God knows that in a day you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree desirable to make one wise. She took of the fruit and ate. She also gave to her husband with her, and he ate. Then the eyes of both of them were opened. And they knew they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves coverings. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. So that's one, two, eight. Um, everything has been ideal and good up to now. Uh, we've looked at the creation of the universe. Uh, we could say that humanity were the, was the crown jewels. Uh, created in God's image, uh, we've seen the man given a particular job to do, the creation of the woman, leading to the first marriage, and it didn't stay that way, disaster struck, and we live in a world that's very different from that, evil runs rampant uh, throughout the human family, creation has been damaged in, in ways, and uh, so the question is how, how did this all happen, and if that's the, what we're going to look at today. I mean, looking at this chapter as we will in a moment or two, um, it's clear that with any kind of curious mind that um, there are questions that we might be able to answer, and a lot that we can't answer as we look at uh, the early chapters of Genesis. Uh, Some we just don't have the answer to, but there are important landmarks on the way through the chapter that we, we should understand. Now, the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, as God indeed said, you shall not eat of every tree of the garden. So there's a lot happening here, dear David, immediately when we look at this text. Um, obviously, um, we're introduced to a new character in the story. Um, we're introduced to the serpent uh, who can speak and who communicates in some way with the woman, and we're going to see very quickly that the serpent character is an evil character, uh, and so to this point we haven't had an evil character uh, in the story. Sure, we haven't. Um, right. So, do, do you want to give us a wee bit of an idea of what we have in this in this serpent? Um, it, you know, look, looking at this the text, obviously there seems to be something behind the serpent that that is more than simply a. And, and another beast of the field, so to speak. Um, yeah, I mean, the, there's there's a, a couple of things. The, the the
1: word serpent has been linked with one or two different uh, ideas, and that one of them is just it comes from the, the word the hiss, or it's it's linked in that's in some sense with the word the hiss. Uh, so we would understand that to be a snake that hisses. Um, but as well as that, there are some. Uh, Hebrew scholars certainly of a past day who have uh, thought that there's some idea in the word of one that that is shining, one that is shining. OK, mm. so if that's the case, there's there's some sense in which this serpent creature. Is um has, has a particular glory or beauty or charm. charm OK, mm-hmm. right. So there's that kind of thought with it. And then and then, as you said, it's more subtle or more cunning. Mm-hmm. So. So this, this creature is regarded as being um, beautiful mm-hmm. and being intelligent. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so there's a beautiful, intelligent creature. And this creature is approaching the woman and speaking to the woman. Now, as you've said, it doesn't take as long as we go down to, to discover that there's more than just a beautiful, intelligent animal. Yeah here um and what I think you know if we read through the rest of the Bible we discover uh, away in the book of Revelation uh, that John refers back to this event that is he he, he to this person and uh, speaks of uh, that old serpent called the devil and Satan yeah. uh, who deceives the whole world mm-hmm. um, yeah. so in John's uh, as John looked back to this occasion, he recognized that behind this creature, um, there was a, a, a being that was not simply an, an, an animal creature uh, from this world. So, um, but what I, I think is interesting, Andre, just, you mm-hmm. know, in, in saying that, is that this being, Satan, uh, the opposer, to God as we we discover him to be in the Bible is utilizing something that is beautiful and intelligent. Okay. Yeah. That is using something which would be by virtue of its creation would be attractive. Okay. Yes. Um, And utilizing that as we shall see and to, to, to gain some uh, sway over right. eve yeah. so
0: that there, there's a, a basic point that we'll maybe come back to when i'm from a more a practical christian living point of view there that that you know satan um you know can use those things that are very attractive to us as um, naturally speaking to to be the very source of, of our downfall in that sense. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. I mean,
1: so, sometimes we, we, we think, we think of the, the devil always as the roaring lion. Aye, aye. And, and we think that he approaches in that way and he's very formidable and very, yeah. uh, and yet, um, you know, very often temptation doesn't come, you know, with the big sign saying I am the tempter or I am yeah. temptation, but rather it comes in a subtle way. It comes in an attractive way. Yeah, um yeah. and that's the approach that was used here uh, on this occasion with eve which i think is worth
0: yeah and i think i think as we you know as you go through scripture and, and this personage is you know as far as our understanding of 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 the devil's concerned is you know we find more added information as it were and and the characters filled out throughout the the story of redemption as it were it, you know, when you come to that Revelation passage, you've quoted Revelation twelve nine. he's spoken off as a great dragon, and we think of ferocity. He's spoken off as a serpent, and we think of cunning. He's spoken off as the devil, and we think of one who falsely accuses. And we think of Satan as, I think that's the word for adversary. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's that thought of being the enemy of God, and placably so. Uh, who deceives the whole world? We think of him as a deceiver. So so again, we're, we're, we have many cloaks if you like, or maybe that's the wrong way to put it, but many aspects to his character. Um, You know, Paul will add the idea of Satan can appear as an angel of light and, and things like that. So I think it's good to point out that here we have a temptation. Temptation doesn't come along, as you say, with a big sign or knocking at the door saying, I am a temptation, avoid me. The very nature of temptation is there's deception involved there's you know some kind of subterfuge uh, no. would that be fair to say then a- absolutely absolutely because as, as you said at the beginning this is the first
1: introduction of um, a, a creature who is in some sense in opposition to God ever everything before this has been wonderful mm-hmm. uh, in the record and uh, mm-hmm. and yet the way that the approach to Eve here is recorded. It gives us an insight into the way the devil works. And I think that it's an important thing. You know, we we often we're not ignorant of his devices Uh, is a a statement you hear but but we can be um, if we're not familiar with passages like this. And one of the greatest benefits, I think, of this passage is to see how Satan works or how the devil works as a tempter um, yeah, in, in opposition to God. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I think too, it's, it's interesting that again we don't have this idea of of, of Satan coming um, in some kind of overwhelming way to the woman. You know, so so it's not is he's not coming as an angel to uh, browbeat the woman into submission. But God doesn't allow that. I would say, in a sense, you know that there's a sense in which this temptation is within her her control to react in it to it in a certain way. Um, if, if maybe that's, if you understand where I'm coming from here, uh, it's a lower creature than her, you know? So, uh, my mind's going to places like first Corinthians uh, 10, where Paul says, you know, God only lets us be tempted to the, to as, as far as we're able and will with the temptation, make a way of escape uh, and so on. Um, and it, I know it's not developed a lot here, but I do think that there's something in the fact that perhaps Satan is restricted to coming in a ver- in a certain way to Eve. Um maybe that's reading too much into the passage, but it's maybe worth thinking about anyway. Okay, um the other thing, David, I mean, obviously you come across a character like this, and, and we've just been dealing with the creation of, of mankind. Um uh, and, and the question comes up um when I'm speaking to you Know young people or something like that in the street, they'll say, Well, how if God's all good, how did He create Satan? Um, um, how, how, do, you, how do you think? What, what's a short way of going about answering that question to someone? Okay, well,
1: first, uh, I mean, my, my first approach is that He didn't, I mean, He didn't yeah, create exactly. Satan as Satan is, um, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. um He did create create and there are passages that we could turn to for this um but that he did create uh, an exalted glorious beautiful uh, powerful being um yes. and he granted to that being um tremendous freedom yes. and uh, that being then used the good that god had given that good freedom that god had given to deliberately rebel against God mm-hmm. and so uh we thinking both of of sin and of Satan mm. uh both of these were generated not by God mm-hmm. but by that exalted being that God had created and get granted free will to okay. so so Lu- Lucifer we'll call him Lucifer yeah. so uh Lucifer Uh, made a decision with the free will that God had given him to sin against God, to rebel against God. At that moment, sin was created. And at that moment, the adversary, as you put it, of God was created. That is is Satan Mm -hmm. himself. Prior to that, there was no adversary. Prior to that, there was no sin. Uh, So uh, when it comes to the creation of evil or the creation of the devil, uh, these were not god's direct creation and in, in any sense uh, god created sin, the good thing the the free will which uh, satan then utilized or the lucifer then utilized to uh, to create sin and and satan
0: so so if for god to have a for god to have a, a well let, let's keep the words basic here for god to have a kingdom of willing subjects of those who can interact and relate to him at, at, at a at higher level, if you like, um, that by its very nature involved the possibility um, that some of those willing subjects would not be willing in that sense and, and would create um, what we might term a rebellion against God. Mm-hmm. Well, would that be fair to say? Uh, ab- absolutely. Fre- free, Freedom
1: is a wonderful thing but there is of course linked with it um freedom uh, which means <laughs> that a person can make choices mm. which may not be uh the choices that mm-hmm. um god desired mm-hmm. and in fact we we see that in this very passage at a lower yeah. level
0: when it comes to adam and eve yeah absolutely so so we've got um other passages which suggest that there was a rebellion in in the heavens in that sense and there were many uh, of many of those that are spoken of elsewhere as the devil and his angels uh so there were others that went with him in this rebellion so in a sense what we have immediately is the creation of of a a realm of rebellion which is headed up by satan that fair enough And, and now we have god creating. Um, having created Adam and placed him in the garden do you think Adam in that sense of you know he's he's told to keep the garden do you think there do you think there's perhaps underlying that the thought of 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 his guarding of it against any kind of infiltration uh, absolutely them? absolutely in
1: fact there were it seems to me that there are two responsibilities in chapter two mm-hmm. um, my, um well, two main ones for for Adam for the man- mm-hmm. Uh, there is the guarding of the garden and for the woman there's the helping of the man yeah yeah and in the temptation and as the result of the temptation both failed Hmm. the woman did not help the man Uh, we'll see that she gave to him and he ate Mm -hmm. and uh, the man did not guard the garden Um, and and the two it was failure of responsibility and so on i think that,
0: that results in this yeah so, so we have this as a direct attack in that sense um against God against his created order and he he uh, and Satan uh, uses uh, the woman as the way in to this <laughs> temptation uh, which we'll come across um as we, as we go through um very helpful thanks David um now having looked at the serpent um and obviously interestingly this serpent can speak I'm, I'm just thinking um more generally um the, there must have been a, you know, a sense in which uh, we can't tell a lot about the initial crea- creation conditions, really, from scripture. Just a few things, but no doubt there were surprises around every corner for Eve. Yeah. Um, you know, as as she came to know and discover more and more, and perhaps it was therefore not much of a surprise. have a you know a a, a talking (laughs) serpent uh whether there was any other communication with the animals we don't know um really sure we don't uh from scripture and he said to the woman has god indeed said so we're we're coming to the this sort of juncture where there's interaction between satan who's behind the snake and the woman and the first thing he does is communicate by by using or putting into the mind of the woman, perhaps, at this question uh, and so on. Um, so this temptation, as it develops, David, um, the devil is going to have a strategy in it, mm-hmm. you would say. Um, Absolutely. Do you want to kind of like outline for us and then we can maybe unpack parts of it, uh, how the devil is going to go to about uh, disturbing God's creative order and okay. undermining God. Go ahead.
1: Okay, well, um, I think that word you've said at the end there, undermining God, mm-hmm. is really the, the method that he uses. Um, and uh, it his method, uh, his strategy, was to undermine Eve's confidence okay, yep. in God uh, and to then... Uh, give to her some confidence in herself. Um, Mm -hmm. He he wanted to move her from dependence upon God to independence of God in in her thinking. Mm -hmm. And uh, just as we read down the passage, what, what happens is her mind is taken off what God said and directed towards what she can see.
0: Okay, yes, that's helpful. Okay,
1: so... So there's a transfer, if you like, of of trust from God to what she thinks would be good for her. Um, You know, before the temptation here, Eve's senses were were good. She would have enjoyed everything that God had given because they were anchored by God's word. Um, You know, his command had this ultimate authority over her, yeah. uh, up until this point, there'd be no question in respect to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, but, but when as we come down, this is what we discover is she is, um, that connection between her, um, God's authority over her and, and her senses is taken away completely, and, and all of a sudden she's at the mercy of her desires, her longings, all these kind of things that, that that are within her. So, so I kind of think that this is just, I'm just trying to give a wee bit of an overview of what I see as, as yeah, the, yeah. the strategy here. So, mm-hmm. you know, if, if we take that to, to ourselves, um, you know, our, our senses as ease where they're, they're provided by God for us to enjoy him, to enjoy the world. And when they're grounded in God's word, when we're submitted to God's word and that type of thing, they, they, they play a major part in our enjoyment of all that god has has given. Yeah. And even in our progress as as believers. Yeah. But when they're detached from god's word which is what happens here when we begin to deny the authority of god or or doubt that then they they lead us astray and that's really the attack or the approach that i think is 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 happening here. First of all satan uh, seeks to cast doubt on God's word. We'll see that in the verse, yeah, hath God said, or has God indeed said, as you have it in verse one. And then that comes right down to verse four, when he says, uh, the serpent said to the woman, you shall not surely die. So it moves from this doubt to an outright direct denial of God's word. And uh, we'll see how that he brings her to that just as we move down the, the, the verses.
0: Mm-hmm. So there's a, the anchor in a sense here is, is, you know, she, she has to keep herself anchored in the word of God and in what God has revealed. Um, and, and if he can somehow uncouple her from, from, from that, that, yeah. it, it leaves her completely at the mercy of any kind of false, uh, manipulation of her senses. Yeah. Uh, I, I, if, if she, if she remains anchored to the word, as you say, her senses can be used to actually for God's glory. You know, she comes across a tree and sees it, whatever tree it is, and sees that it's beautiful. She can reflect on that. Um, she can go around all the trees of the garden, apart from this one, enjoying the fruit, and and she can taste and see that the Lord is good. yep she can. She can see the beauty of, and, and that can that that's Godward focused. Now she can use that for for God's glory in a sense, but immediately she has this great doubt about God's character, his nature, and and his word. Well, they all kind of flow out of each other, as you know. Um, there's a sense in which w- what you have is h- her senses just then go in different directions, mm-hmm. they take her in different ways, and, and Satan can almost, you know, manipulate and move them, direct them the way he wants them directed. Would that be a fair comment? Yeah, and, and, and suddenly the very... Parts of creation
1: which would, as you have said, being causes to glorify God, mm-hmm. they become the means on in the hand of Satan to tempt toward evil. Um yeah. the very same things. Um yeah. Yeah. you know, yeah. she could she could see and do all of the things that are mentioned here in a few verses down. She could have done this beforehand, mm-hmm. uh, but in the consciousness of the authority of God's word, mm-hmm. uh, but now. We'll see that she loses that sense of authority in some sense. Um, that God's word has there's doubt cast upon it, and uh, and uh, that that's what shakes her.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's it, it it's it's fascinating how how it develops here. I'm just looking mm-hmm. at at verse number one. There um, has God indeed said, mm-hmm. "You shall not eat." Um, do you think there's a significance in the fact that it's not. The Lord God that's mentioned, absolutely, yeah. That it Satan, Satan uses a term which is more distant, if you like, for God. Yeah, I mean, I think there's two things. Yeah, there's, there's two yeah. things
1: in that, you know, that, that Lord God expression. I think which kind of come out through Scripture, and we saw it a wee bit. I think yeah. maybe in one of our previous yeah we'll uh, conversations, but there, there's the thought of of relationship, mm. uh, sort of thought of relationship, and there's also a thought of reliability or faithfulness mm. in this, the thing of the Lord God, uh, you know, he's the promise keeping God, the Yahweh, the the, the Jehovah, mm. but Satan doesn't say Lord God here. Um, so he doesn't remind her of, uh, the God who's in relationship with it. He doesn't remind her of a God who's, you know, faithful and mm. keeps his promises because he wants to make God appear distant. Mm-hmm. And he wants to make God's word appear to be doubtful or something that that um, it can't be depended upon. So, yeah. so yes, I I think the removal of that title,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Lord, uh, you know, is 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 quite deliberate. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. So the Lord, the Lord God, as you say, um, uh, Yahweh Elohim, and and it's just Elohim, which is the creator God concept, yeah. chapter yeah. one, as it were. Yeah. Uh, Powerful, uh, create creative sense of God has God indeed said, "You shall not eat of every tree." Uh, even the way it's phrased here, um, uh, "You shall not eat of every tree of the garden." So, mm-hmm. uh, now that isn't quite how it was first given to Adam. Sure, it's not. Um, David, I'm I'm thinking back into chapter, um, two. Uh, Of every tree of the garden, you may freely eat. It sounds a bit different than the way it's put here, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah. There's a sense in which it's technically correct. What he said is technically correct, but it's framed in such a way as to maximize the idea of a prohibition. Ah, yes. So uh, Satan doesn't remind Eve of this great provision God has made. He he just mentions the prohibition. Um, yeah. and he leaves out the whole notion of, of, uh, a, a great provision. So y- you shall not eat of every tree in the garden. Um, you know, so he's he's kind of stating negatively what God had stated very positively. Yeah. Yeah. In, in chapter two. And, you know, there's this abundant provision. God says there's one prohibition and then God and Satan says, well, you know, God's not letting you have everything.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Totally, totally different mm-hmm. emphasis. I I think I think so. I think it's helpful to see that, and again, that just shows you how the same words can be manipulated in the mouth of Satan. Uh, so, so. And this is something you know h- how we understand the Word of God is important too, um, and how we understand the promises of God is important. You know, some people, uh, you know, chafe against some restriction or something they feel in the Word of God. That I think they need to be careful that that they're framing the restriction in the right way you know this was for this was for the good of Eve God had, God had created everything for the good of Adam and Eve uh, in the garden um the, a submission to the Lord God as as was seen and maybe we'll come on to this in a minute about the, the tree in some measure um a submission to God is is the only right and proper way to act in his universe and in his kingdom to again keep the broader, idea uh, you know the sun has to be at the center of the solar system for everything else to be understood properly and and for everything to function properly um so god has to be in the center of his universe yeah uh and 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 once once mankind tries to wrest control away from god by taking over in that sense do you think that you know that's almost where satan wants man to go here isn't it or is working? yeah yeah yeah. well i
1: I think you know
0: Sorry, Andre, I missed that last bit there. No, just, sorry, just just more more or less. Was thinking that it Satan's wanting man to you know reach up and attempt to do what he did in that sense. Yeah. Um. You know. Yeah, that's what he's leading. That's what he leads
1: on to here. Yeah. yeah. yeah absolutely. But there's there's that kind of just that you know the practical thing here is that um God's well first of all you've God's command as challenging. You know, has God said this? Right, mm-hmm. uh, so even that in itself is kind of casting a bit of doubt, you know, just a query mm-hmm. as to whether God spoke these words at all or not. And then the 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 second point is His character. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, is He the kind of God who would hold back? Mm-hmm. What's good for you? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I I think that this is the classic form of temptation. Mm-hmm. You know, we doubt God's word or we doubt God's character okay. and uh, you know this is where and once we do that well then we're open to do wrong things and mm. um, because our appreciation of God and his character and, and his word is really what gives us the strength to act in certain ways for good and um, once that's taken from us it, it, we, we're just destabilized as Eve was here, and we see that immediately, really, in the answer. Then that she gives, you know, we see that she's been destabilized, uh, you know, her her implicit trust in God's word has been shaken uh-huh. because her her answer is not as clear and um correct as it should be. Okay, right. And do you want to go there, David? Actually, uh, well, um. I- so, so verse two, I mean, I'm reading from the, the KJV here, Andrew. That's all I have in front of me. So the woman said unto the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest ye die. Okay, yes. Aye. So um, I, I think that there's, there's a few things in there just worthy of note. The first thing is that she subtracted from God's word. OK, uh, she said, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden and that that sounds OK. But if you look at what's missing, uh, God had said of every tree you may freely eat. freely eat. Yeah. So she's taken out the every and the freely <laughs> okay. she says "Uh, So she's she's minimizing already in her heart in some sense, the abundance yeah. of God's kindness and provision. So she's responding, I think, to this sense of yeah. of uh, of Satan's work. Um, another thing she did was what you've just mentioned here. She followed Satan's lead by omitting the name of God. God, God has said. She yeah. just says God has said. So she didn't say the Lord God. So she had, in some sense, again, there's that sense where she's forgotten this close relationship. Yeah. You know, she's minimizing his faithfulness. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she added to God's word as well um, she says, um, God hath said, ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it. but God didn't say anything about touching no um, so again she's I mean if you just take these these things together what, what is, she's seeing God as less uh beneficent, she's seeing him as more restrictive. Yeah, yeah. Um and you know, even there in the warning itself, you know, she says uh, uh God has said you shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it lest ye die.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, remember that what God actually said was you shall surely die. Okay, right, yeah. And and you know, I, I think it's the the N E T, you know, the New English translation mm-hmm. goes into that and says but that that by by stating the warning. In that kind of way it, it's not as emphatic at least it's not as emphatic as it was well, intended
0: the the, the the she's she's not thinking of the consequences of her action yeah what her action might entail if she does go down
1: a certain route yeah so basically every there's almost everything that the lord said is slightly skewed mm-hmm. yeah because doubt has been placed upon it um whether she subtracts or removes the name of God or adds to God's word or, or in some sense minimizes the warning, you yeah. know, the, 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 you know, so, so she's my point really just was that she's not as stable as she should be. Yeah. In confidence,
0: Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I think, you know, the serpent obviously, well obviously picks up on this immediately. Uh, yeah. And this is his, the point of time when he, his, lie becomes direct if you like um you know you shall not surely die Mm -hmm. um for god knows that in the day you eat of it your eyes will be opened and you will be like god or like god's knowing good and evil maybe we're saying a couple of things here you know whether we want to dwell on it or not but um satan's very clever you know every every lie is a half truth a half truth yes Every lie here, probably, you could say is a half-truth. Um, and, you know, it's been said the best of lies are half-truths, and you can see that from this. He's called in the New Testament by the Lord Jesus the father of lies. Uh, and, and, you know, he's a liar from the beginning, I think John says uh, in his writings. And here we have the classic lie. The classic lie comes up beside the truth and looks like it could be true. Mm-hmm. You know? you know people speak about whoppers and that kind of thing as though it's something very very far from the truth yeah that's not the classic lie and the lie that's going to be effective because ultimately what you're trying to do in a lie is deceive the other person you know that that's the problem with a lie yeah yeah you know it's not just that you're fabricating something it's also yeah. that you're trying to you know deceive uh, against the truth so so i just thought it was um, you know maybe important to say like you could take any one of these statements and say, well, there's a sense in way that's true. Yeah. You know, I mean, they didn't drop dead the moment they ate. Yeah. Yeah. You, know, you, you say that, that, that makes sense of it in some way, do it? Uh,
1: uh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. A hundred, hundred percent. And I think, you know, what you've said there about lies, you know, people who lie for a living. Um, And I mean, by that, you know, spies and things like that, mm-hmm. I mean, they're, they're instructed as in the art of it. And the art of this is to tell as much of the truth as possible, yeah. but to do so with a slant, or to yeah. drop into it, uh, you know, untruths along the way. Yeah. And and this is exactly how Satan works. And this is why. This is why the Word of God must be interpreted within the context that it was given, uh, because yeah. you'll remember that uh, Satan quoted the Word of God to the Lord. Yeah. In the wilderness. And uh, and um, in, in a sense, he's quoting the word of God or, or a, a close proximity to the word of God to Eve here. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's using it with a completely different emphasis than what was originally given. And of course, the Lord was capable, uh, as we know, to say, no, it is written, it is written, it is written. And uh, to, to defeat that kind of false interpretation, false use of God's word. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I'm in agreement with you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, um, you will not surely die. Um, so that he uh, said, that's a direct, that's a direct contradiction of what God has said.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, God says you, you shall surely die. And, and he says, no, no, you'll not surely die. So that's clearly un- untrue. Um, however, again, as I say, you know, it, perhaps the the moment after eating of the fruit eve says well i have not died and gives to her husband yeah yeah you know, you know i'm just thinking like yeah. through from so so there was a sense in which again in that she didn't physically pass away at that moment uh, if if you like um, her spiritual relationship to god was 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 no doubt severed in that sense and, and her you know her whole thinking um her her, her whole relationship in, in so many different ways was affected. Um, and also we, in dying you shall die I think I think Lackey used to say uh, there's a sense in which you know the, the principle of corruption would have begun its work within the, or at a physical level as well. but that wouldn't have been obvious necessarily. In, in the one second between passing the fruit over, if you know what I mean. So yeah, yeah. Um, it's just maybe worth thinking about. Anything else on that, David, on, on how he unpacks this here? Well, well, we were saying that he
1: cast doubt in God's word,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: and he also challenged, in some sense, God's character by, by saying those two things, that, you know, hath God said, and, you know, you shall not eat of every tree. So yeah, yeah. we saw that in verse number one. Here, he goes further than casting doubt. He, as you have said, it's a direct denial. And and it's also a
0: denunciation of God's character. For God absolutely. does know. Yeah, yeah. It's like God's the big God's the devil in this story, according yeah, to Yeah, God, God's the ogre in that. yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. He, he so everything's just been turned around now because uh Satan senses the weakness mm-hmm. in the woman's confidence and and if you like g- goes on, on the attack. Now, there's, there's just a thought here. I was thinking, you know, um, in the New Testament, you know, uh, we're instructed to resist the devil
0: mm-hmm.
1: and he will flee from you. Now, how do we resist the devil? And um, I take it it's by standing firm yeah. on God's word. Mm-hmm. And you see what we have here is one who did not resist the devil. And that is didn't uh, stand firm upon God's word and if she had have done this, this stage would not have been reached. Yeah. 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 Uh, you no. get what I'm I'm saying? Because the, the, her. Absolutely. The serpent would have had to slither out of the garden, so to speak. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Yeah. So, so, so the, this is why it's important to, to stand upon God's word. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's, that's the, you know, so for God, to, so once there's a weakness in respect of God's word or God's character in, he comes for the killer blow, uh, uh, and uh, God does know that in the day you eat of it, then your eyes shall be opened, and you shall be as God's knowing good and evil, and so on. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. So, so this this thought of um, your eyes will be opened, so there'll be you know a sense in which you'll be you'll have a you'll be initiated, uh, you'll be you'll have a higher level of understanding. Um, and you'll be like gods are like God, isn't it? Um, I think the word's just the Elohim word. It could be either gods or, or God. Um, knowing good uh, and evil. Um, of course, all that will be involved in knowing good and evil for, for man is a very different thing than God knowing good and evil. Mm-hmm. You know, God knows good and evil in that sense. Um, he His pure and perfect character is not affected by that. Evil, mm-hmm. and his knowledge of it is complete in 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 the sense he sees it for what it is. Yep. But unfortunately, man, it's not going to be like that. Sure, it's not. Absolutely. So again, it's a half
1: truth. Yeah, it's a half truth. It's not the whole story. Yeah, communicated. Uh, there's something here that you'll have for yourself, but there's no recognition of what will be lost in mm. having of it. Yeah. No. So, yeah. Um just, just in respect of that expression, "You shall be as God," mm-hmm. Andrew. Um, you know one one of the messages of the Bible is that we should be like God.
0: Okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay.
1: And uh, you know, just earlier on in Genesis one, you know, he he it says he he created man in his own image, as we know, and then it said. Um, let us make man in our image after our likeness. And uh, there's a sense in which there is a likeness or there was a likeness that marked man and God. So I think there's maybe something there worth thinking about. In what what way would it be wrong for her to
0: want to be as God? Mm. Yeah. So do you think, I'm I'm thinking of it from the point of view of 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 of, of Satan's own um, fall. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so there was a place that he, that he that he wanted to take from mm-hmm. God. You know, he uh, in that sense he wanted to usurp God's throne in some way. In that, you know, um, and is what's being said here not not the genuine desire of the? It's it's not. Appealing as it were to a genuine desire after a godly character, mm-hmm. but rather a, a taking of the place of God, which is not yeah. ours, yeah, you know, ontologically. Yeah, say, well, not ours, yes. human beings, you know, as to our nature, we have to we've got to fit into the ordering of God, not not take over in a place that's not ours. Maybe that's you no, know, that, that I, th- I, th- I think that's that's a hundred percent, and really, I think it's a very helpful
1: thing you see because there are ways in which god wants us to be like himself and there are ways which he he doesn't uh, for, mm. for example uh, god is sovereign
0: mm.
1: yes and we are not god is eternal and we are not and never will be in the same sense as god is oh,
0: that's right.
1: god god is all-knowing we are not god is all-powerful we are not mm. you know so some sometimes people talk about the communicable and the incommunicable attributes of God, yes. right? And the thing is this, <laughs> the way, our, the way our, we have been twisted by sin, what we want is the incommunicable attributes, mm-hmm. and what we don't want <laughs> the commu- are the communicable ones. So yeah. the communicable ones are things like righteousness, yeah. you know, and, and, you know, love, and these kind of things. The incommunicable ones are power, you know, sovereignty, yeah, knowledge. And you know, in, in the world, people are seeking after power and they're seeking after knowledge and they're seeking after all these things. This is the these are the big things that they want to have all knowledge, yeah, yeah. have all power, to have all control. Mm-hmm. But what God the way God wants us to be like his, Himself is not in those ways at all. Yeah, that's He's true. the one with all power and all, all, all He wants us to be seeking after righteousness. He wants us to be sitting after these different characteristics mm-hmm. of gods, of, of God. So I think it's helpful just to see that there, there's a way in which it's good to be like God and, and the desire to be like God. And there's a way in which it's good to recognize that you're a creature.
0: Yeah, your creatureliness you know? in that sense. Yeah, I, I think that's really helpful, David, because like if you think about it, even from the point of view of, of a lower realm of sovereignty, say a king, mm-hmm. God expected of the king a certain character. Mm-hmm. That fitted him for kingship. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we can use the term, you know, just loosely, Godship. Mm-hmm. There's only one being who has the moral character to rule in every sphere, to have all knowledge. You know what I mean? So Absolutely. That, that what we should stretch after in our lives is the moral character of God you know, uh, as seen in the communicable uh, attributes. Uh, and then God in his time and in his way, eternally in his kingdom, will, will reward that mm-hmm. with with suitable, you know, even rule, uh, as we read about in the New Testament. But But that is God's way. Whereas what we have here is it's that idea of short-circuiting God's design. Uh, And, you know, a bit like when Satan comes to the Lord in in the temptation and says, listen, you can have you can have it all now. You know, there's a bit of of that here, isn't there? As well, like you you look, look, you can have it all now. Now, obviously, as you say, there are things that are reserved for God essentially because they are part of being God that will never be ours. And this is these are the things that people crave after. They crave after. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really helpful. And that's what
1: Satan, this is what Satan wanted. He wanted, as you said, you know, the position that God holds, which is that position of Supreme Mm -hmm. authority and supremacy and sovereignty. And you, you wanted that power and that, you know, yeah.
0: yeah, Yeah, um, And
1: those things, we are not to, to, to take what you've just said there about character. We have not the character to hold them. No, no. Um, and God, thankfully, does have that character, which is
0: something to rejoice. It is, actually, yeah. 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 <laughs> the one who is the supreme being of the universe and has all, uh, you know, all knowledge and all, 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 all sovereignty and that, those kind of things is the God that we know to be all good and all pure uh, in that yeah. sense. Really helpful. Thank you, David. Uh, verse six, briefly. Um so when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, so she's on a diner here. Everything, if you like, the the decision has been made, the, the point has been reached where you know um the avalanche is beginning to occur, if you like. Um she saw that the tree was good for food. That's you know, there's a sense in which that's um responding to what she sees, um, and 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 you know, her natural desires for food, if you like. That it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desirable to make one wise. Um, she took of the fruit and ate. Um, I mean, often people point out their similarities here between uh, this and, and 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 the the lust of the eyes and the lust the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Now, um, have you thought of those two um, sort of linked together? Or well, they seem to you know if we allow that man. Is
1: body, soul, and spirit, and okay, yep, you know, yep. they seem to link with that. You mm-hmm. know, so you have the physical appetite. You know, the tree is good for food That's the body, the love of beauty, really, mm-hmm. the soul. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. the eyes and this tree to be desired to make one wise. Um, you know, the mind and spirit mm-hmm. side side of things. Uh, possibly A rotation of self, even uh, Yeah, think? yeah, and you know, like body. God had made Eve, body, soul, and spirit. Right, so there's nothing wrong with good food, and there's nothing wrong with something beautiful before the ice, and there's nothing wrong with the desire to be wise in that sense. Yeah. Um, but what what what's happened here is that, um, you know, the 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 connection has been broken. The the line the line has has snapped. That that which held her steady in the world was confidence in God's word. Yeah. yeah. Um, And see, this is a, even before the fall, and this is again coming back to that thing about what we're saying about, you know, the desire to be as God, even before the fall, man had his place in creation and his place was not that of independence. Yeah. So his place as the perfect man was still a place of dependence
0: absolutely
1: uh, upon God as a, as a man you know innocent and and so on and unfallen there was no hero inside Adam even in that sense you know basically all he had was his relationship with God that's what kept him yeah and once that was broken, that opened mm-hmm. Eve up here to be completely under the sway of another uh you know in a sense man, in a sense, man is made to rule. In another sense, man is
0: made to be ruled. Yeah, yeah, he's not. And, and isn't there that sense, as you say, like um, as we look at the world today, just sort of to update this slightly, and we'll look at it from another angle. Um, You know, as you said, there's that sense of sovereignty in our Western culture where everybody's their own little king. Their own little, you know, yeah. yeah so that individualistic notion uh, that 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 we have was well, really the probably the idol of our age in a sense. Um, yeah. you know, autonomy, uh, personal autonomy, and uh, individualism, and I can do what I like. I do what I want with my body. I do what I want with my life. I do what I want, you know. As long as I don't hurt anyone else, kind of thing. It, yeah, that's yeah. the way people think. And and what you, what you're saying is, in effect, man was never, man was always integrated into the whole of God's creation. Man was never a separate little floating atom. Yeah, he could do what he liked with you know his own in his own little canoe, yeah. you know. Uh, and and once you, you know. Break free from from the the beautiful order of God's creation to float your own boat, as it were. Wait, you're only ever going to come to, to you know, you're never going to sink the boat eventually. Because yeah,
1: yeah. see, yeah. It, like it's like that position of man between God and the the lower creation, in a sense, because the lower creation is machinery. Mm. Yeah,
0: yeah, at the lowest level, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. If you
1: like, they're, they're yeah. just, right, but man's man has a will. Mm-hmm. But man's will has to be exercised under God's authority because if pan exercises it in any other way, there are consequences. Hmm. He can make a change. Oh, yeah, yeah. In the world. Like so he's not just yeah, he's not just a cog in the machinery. He can he yeah. can do things from himself in
0: that he sense. Input into the open system. Yeah. in that sense, because it's not a closed system like the materialist has it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So he's more than a machine.
1: Uh, he's more than a cog in the machine. But yeah. But the thing is, he's under authority. So so there are consequences. And that's why I, I think we 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 got a little bit of that when we we're in chapter two, just discussing the way God approached man about the whole thing of the tree. You know, mm. he didn't, he didn't, you know, man was the only creature who had this capacity to choose to disobey. Yeah. But along with that choice to disobey, God just clearly and right. um, marks out the consequences of that that choice, so that there's yeah. this moral
0: agency in man, which makes him different. Yeah, I think that's that's helpful. So just here, David, right, just coming yeah. to the sort of towards the end of the, the the narrative here. Um, so she took of the of its fruit uh, mm-hmm. and did eat. <laughs> we don't know that it was an apple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very. Yeah. Not that it matters. Maybe it was. Maybe it wasn't. Um, she also gave to her husband with her and he ate. I remember, I remember just a few years ago looking at this and and I'd never noticed the expression with her before. And yes, yes. And all of a sudden, you know, something penny dropped in my head. Yeah. You know, there's that sense in which you were mentioning about Adam guarding the garden and feeling Mm -hmm. responsibility. This whole, and and, and, Eve, we can see, you know, not helping, but actually trying to take the lead in that sense in this narrative, which both of which are out of position, yeah, from, from chapter two. Um, uh, and and so, so do you think that we we find out here's here's Adam confronted with a choice as well but Adam is not confronted with a choice exactly the same way as Eve was. You know, the Bible says Eve was deceived. Now maybe we need to ask ourselves, okay, Eve was deceived. Does that mean she was not blameworthy? Mm -hmm. Question number one, was she not blameworthy? And question number two, in what way was Adam not deceived? Uh, If you know what I mean? Um, I think both those are worth at least visiting briefly anyway. Um, yeah, so just on the first question of, of Eve, um, she was deceived. Um, however, God still, you know, has has a, a punishment, if you like, for her. Uh, it wasn't. What is this that you've done? no mm-hmm. so, uh, you know. Uh, came to not just the Adam, it came to Eve also. So so this deception was 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 a blameworthy deception, if you like. Yes, yeah. Do yeah. You, know, you, you agree with that? Yeah. yeah. So there was still sin involved in it, if you like, yeah. with regard to Eve. Um, however, the deeper sin it would seem, or the, if you can call it that, uh, the more flagrant um, rebellion, perhaps, is seen in what Adam did. Can, can you can you help us with that at all? Uh, uh,
1: no, I think I, I, I think I think that when as we read down this passage in respect of Eve, first of all, just what yeah. you said there in respect of there being blame. Mm-hmm. Um, th- there's there's two things. First of all, there's the word of God which she did not hold to. Okay. Um, yeah. so in a sense, being turned from the truth. In that sense, I, I take it she was deceived in the sense that her, her own emotions mm-hmm. nearly became the uh, the supreme thing in her experience. And therefore, so, but the fact that she didn't stand firm on God's word at the beginning. Okay, there's that aspect. I mean, she, she should have done that. Um, right. It, 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 this. However you could go behind that again and kind of say, well, she is here with Adam.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And uh, so there's a sense in which she moves independently of him, Mm. Um, which again, uh, if she, which we we would, again, there are certain things you have to assume in the passage. You just need to be maybe careful how far you go with it. But, Uh, but I think that uh, Adam would have been opposed to this hmm Adam would have been opposed to this, and therefore for her to act as she did mm-hmm. was blameworthy. Um uh even though you know she was she was deceived, but there was a relationship there which she should have honored, which she didn't. Yeah, that'd be fair enough. That's that's one aspect yeah. of it, maybe. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but from the man's perspective, um, there's so little said here about Adam. Yeah, but first of all, Adam was to guard. Yeah, right. Um, it was to Adam that the word was yeah. originally given, yeah. So there could be no kind of sense in which he was unaware of exactly what had been said and the context in which it was said, and mm-hmm. you, you know, and the way in which it was communicated, all of that. It was to Adam that the warning was given, yeah,
0: yeah,
1: and. Um, what what we learn after that about how the, the woman was made for the man and so on. There is that kind of communication of leadership for, yeah, for Adam, yeah. all of that, all of that was there. Uh-huh. And uh, yet he failed to act in accordance with it. So mm-hmm. that that's pretty much all I'm
0: for saying, Andrew, is there yeah, more you have? I, I think, I think that's fair enough. I think you're, 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 you're sticking to what the text allows. Um, yeah the the sense sense of am uh, not being deceived i think is, is 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 fascinating you know um other scripture has brought that out um there there's all obviously an a choice involved in adam taking and eating um and if he wasn't deceived if he was understanding something of what was going on there, there seems to be a sense in which he was siding with eve over god yes yeah you know? yeah yeah, so, yeah. So there seems to be a, a misordering of, of of his relationship with God and Eve here. Yeah. Um, I, I don't I don't know that you go much further than that, as you say, with with what we know in Scripture as as, as a salt. But I think it's maybe worth thinking about. Um yeah. Anyway, uh, he had, and the eyes of them both were opened. So he was not deceived, but yet after. Afterwards, there was still a few further revelation as to what they had done, um, if you like, to both of them. The eyes of the both were opened, uh, and that they they knew they were naked. Whatever they thought was going to happen from taking of this, uh, forbidden fruit was not what they found out to be the case, um, as well. Uh, Maybe the question would. be asked here david um and i know we're we're kind of probably running out of time here but um you know it seems such a small thing um and a friend of mine mentions that you know his neighbor um gets stuck in this piece all the time it's like Mm -hmm. why would god do it over such a small thing is you know the very you know it's like a replaying of of the whole deception of the devil really here, you know, in, 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 the mind of this lady, um, why would, why would God do this over such, he must be a cruel God in a sense mm. They, you know, and of course what's behind that is the fact that there's a misunderstanding of God's nature and character and so on. Mm-hmm. But, but, you know, you look at something that seems so trivial and I, I, I think I say seems so trivial. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, why? Why? Um, in that sense, you know, the question would be asked: uh, Why is it like that? You know, it could be understood if they did some drastic sin, but but this happened over just something that seems so trivial. Um, okay. Have you any any help, person, on on that? Well, f- first of all, that the act itself,
1: if kind of taken out of the context, um does appear quite a trivial thing to yeah, do just yeah. to take off a piece of fruit um, that, that that's forbidden. But the, the context in which it's in mm-hmm. uh, kind of confirms that it is not trivial because this was a test of confidence in God. Mm-hmm. It was a test of um, devotion to God. Mm-hmm. It was a test of acceptance of God's command and direction for, for life. Yeah. um, And that test was given in the context of abundant evidences of God's trustworthiness of God's good character mm-hmm. and all of that. So, so that, you know, it's difficult for us to transfer that into the present day. Yeah. Um, and take it outside yeah. of the garden. But um, the test had to be, if Adam was uh, going to be confirmed to be the willing, um, uh, the willing, I was going to say the willing lover of God. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, there needed to be some test.
0: Yeah, I know what you mean. There needed to be some room for, for, um a display of that love in that sense. Exactly, that, exactly. And, and so, think, yeah. so Like if, if we had it in a different context and we say there was a big button there in the middle of the garden, Yeah. you know, a big red emergency button which said over it, if you hit this, you're going to go your own way rather than God's way. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Uh, if you hit this, the consequences will that you're going to have to, you know, fend for yourself in a universe where God has said this, this is only going to lead to destruction for you. You know what I mean? I mean, we could be sitting here querying about, you know, but you know, just pressing a button. Yeah. I mean, what difference does it make? The point is that they knew exactly the consequences that they were. You know, they knew exactly. That's
1: exactly it. So God, God, there there was every form of influence for good upon them, mm-hmm. um, and there was the act of the devil and the lies of the devil yeah against them mm-hmm. and there was that freedom of choice granted to them yeah um, and so you know and the the consequences of the choice have been clearly spelled out yeah in advance of the choice being made. And I think it's in respect of those kind of things that Adam was not deceived. There was some sense in which he was aware, at least, yeah, yeah, that God had spoken a certain way and had stated things which were, you know, and he knew exactly what had been said. And yeah, the, absolutely. But he he chose to disobey.
0: um, yeah. and, and, and that... And they, yeah. yeah. Uh, they couldn't... They maybe couldn't have seen the devastating implications of that to the rest of humanity, okay? Um, so there's a danger of us looking, you know, X number of centuries down the line, looking back and say, such a small thing had such a big effect, you know what I mean? And, and, and in a sense then therefore extrapolating backwards into the idea, well, well, would such a small thing have had such a big effect? Well, uh, it was funny, I was just thinking about this the other day, uh, an, an old textbook in in my school, about World War One, there was a little picture of the gun that killed twenty million. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was this wee pistol, this wee handgun yep. that you know had been used to assassinate Archduke Franz Ferdinand in nineteen thirteen. Yeah, yep. now, I mean, you look at it and say, "Well, that guy just—he just all he did was pull a trigger. I mean, he, all he did was like push a button. In effect, it was a metal yeah, yeah. button. Yeah, you know." Uh, I mean, seriously. Well, but the thing was, like, it's set in train a whole lot of other things. Yeah, you know, and and so we can't really. I, I just think that you need to put a, a kind of question like that, which is, look, look how small this was, look how big the effect, or look how small this was in the fact they were put out of the garden, whatever it is. You've got to put it back into the context of what was being actually said at, at the time. Absolutely,
1: and you know, I think it was it was Derby or somebody like that who said, you know. Um he gave up God for an apple. <laughs> no, but but there, there's a sense in that that's that was a deliberate choice that's, to exchange yeah. the creator who had given him every good thing. Yeah. For for what he did choose. And you know that that I mean it was no small act no. In, in itself. And uh they, they and as well as that, as we've said, they, they, yeah. the consequences of that. Um, to the present day, are you know beyond calculation, but
0: yeah, yeah. And is there a sense in which you know what we have is a, a reiteration of something that was spelt out in chapter two? Was that actions have consequences, and this is something we see all over the universe. Now we're talking about the the idea of foundations, you know, the find, you know, to reality almost that they are seen now. You know, we we see now. You know, if if you if you go along to, uh, you know, I don't know, if you go along to a, a river and you cut it off early at, at the top and you re- re- redirect it somewhere else, well, you know, you can kill millions. You know, you could redirect the flow of this vital water supply away from, you know, a city at the bottom end of it. Um, uh, and so that we see that consequences and effects are just part of the makeup of the everything that we see as reality today you know um and, and so isn't there isn't there, there's just a basic sense in which this God had outlined this you know you deny you deny his word, you deny these things you you go your own way. well who's to know the implications of that down the line you know? but there will be in our universe. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's a kind of sobering way to draw towards a conclusion here. Uh, David, they, they begin with, we start to see that there's a shame and everything that comes in. We'll leave that for the next time when we're looking at the, at, at the fallout. Um, oh, but this is really the, this is the, the crisis moment, as it were, um, in the, in the story uh, of, 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 the world of the universe um you know
1: andrew just just say you know just a two second point really just yeah. is that you know we can see in contrast to this at every point the lord you know when it comes to the whole thing of temptation we place this over against his temptation mm-hmm. in the wilderness and see how uniquely different he is the circumstances were so different the, yeah. the pressures was so much greater all of that kind of stuff and uh and the lord perfectly obedient and perfectly submissive and you know the the defeater of the devil in that circumstance or we we think of it you know in respect of the whole thing of the fall itself and the the act of adam as a federal head and bringing into this world Mm -hmm. sin and again we go to the contrast and we see in christ the one who has done an act of righteousness which has brought justification to to millions um yeah absolutely you know it is a wonderful thing just to, to, to recognize that while this is a true record of the uh, fall and the bringing into this world of, of sin and death and all these kind of things but there is an answer god always has an answer and really the answer is always the person of christ i'll say some it. form or it. Or yeah. i'm
0: glad you brought that into it you know by you know uh, by one man's disobedience mm-hmm. anywhere made or constituted sinners uh yeah by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous uh, and so there's that sense in which it's romans five as you know um there's that sense in which god will will fully reverse and more all that was done here that seems so ca- cataclysmic at this time and out of it he'll bring something good yeah. um, because we'll see that God willing, maybe next time um, when we when we look at at a promise that God gives um, and so on. So, thank you, David. I really appreciate your time. It's been a longer uh, podcast today. I think um, we'll we'll see how we we get on uh, with the next section. We're looking at the fallout. We're looking at uh, the fallout of the fall in that sense. We'll see how that develops in our next podcast. But thank you for listening. It'll be with you, bro. It'll be with you. Thank you.